I remember growing up. <laughs> I don't know if this dates me or anything like that. But growing up, I would read. I loved reading comics like Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield. I had a bunch of Garfield books. Um, but I always remember Garfield would joke about sending Nermal and Odie to Abu Dhabi. And at that point, Abu Dhabi was just like a freaking little, you know, spot on a map uh, sort of thing. But of course now, um, the UAE is one of like the most powerful countries um, in the world, just with the amount of money that they have. Um, and I mean, they're not the worst in terms of their treatment of citizens. However, they're also not the best um, as well, too. They're just kind of one of those weird, they're autocratic. However, they 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 show themselves as being progressive. Um but, you know, they definitely crack down in terms of you better not speak out and you better not dissent um, against anybody. And, I mean, in terms of sport washing, UAE, um, Emirates, just like Emirates as a brand, I mean, they're huge with doing that. Um, so it's, it's one of these catch-22s that cycling always finds itself in. Um, you have to cozy up to these people that are not really cozyable, um, which is kind of, I don't know, it kind of makes me sad that, um, that cycling, you know, as pure and fun as it is, has to rely on these despots and has to rely on these autocracies to fund the sport. Or even then, just like these champions of capitalism um, to fund everything. So, anyways, UAE Team Emirates, the the super team of cycling. I think it's between them and Ineos, between who can spend the most freaking money. But um, in terms of just the professionalism of a team... I mean, they're up there in with with Ineos now in terms of just the way to run a team, um, in terms of you know the the amount of um, money that they throw into it, and also the resources. Like they hired Inigo San Milan as a um, doctor slash coach. You know, they have multiple nutrition coaches. Um, head of nutrition, like a head of um, performance, you know, that sort of stuff, um, which is not a rarity, but just the, they hired some really big names to run some of that stuff. And like, in a, you know, San Milan is now the personal coach of um, Tade Pogachar. And, you know, San Milan, I can't say enough about him. You know, he's out in Boulder. Fantastic. He just knows so much, um, and my, my, mainly with cancer mainly a cancer researcher, but um, I think he, he focuses on mitochondria. I don't know. I'm kind of talking out of my ass um, here as well, too, because he's made some strides in... Um, he definitely knows a ton about, like, a sport um, and coaching um, riders to, you know, a super high level. 
um, there as well too. And I know that yeah, they hired him and Pogacar is now working with, directly with him and he cannot say nothing but amazing things about Pogacar. Um, so in any case, um, they, they just have a, a really great uh, structure there as well too, even if it is tied to a despotic Middle Eastern country. Um, so, obviously, the big name here, Tade Pogacar, I mean, it's just incredible just to see him rise and rise and rise and rise and rise. Um, it's like there's no ceiling on the kid. I remember when he was coming up as a, um, like, he was a good junior. I wouldn't say he, like, destroyed the junior ranks. Like, he won the races, definitely. Um, but then where he really stood out to me was 2018 under 23 piece race the last stage so it's not like the piece race that you're uh the soviet piece race or whatever polish um czech uh, piece race that used to be it's it's only like a three stage um around the spa um town in czech republic um anyways though he had had good results coming into that, but the final stage around Jesenik, it climbs up. There's a bunch of climbs, climbs up to the spa um, hotel that they have there. Um, it was raining, just terrible weather. Uh, it was really bad. He just attacks off the front and just dominate. Like, he just rode away. It was um, crazy rain, you know, um, it was just like the pictures out of it were pretty incredible, but he was just going off in that race. And that was just like a light bulb. I'm like, oh, shit. Because, I mean, he beat a lot of names. Like, I'm going through the top ten here. Samuela Battistella, Mark Hershey, Jonas Vingegaard, Felix Gall, who's now on, um, is he on DSM? Whatever. Doesn't amount. Um, yeah, DSM. Uh, Andreas Lechnesund, Aurelien Perret-Paint. Um, Victor Vashav, like, he beat <laughs> this huge field, um, and really on that final day, because he was down on GC, but he won by a minute. And then, you know, it kind of went off from there, or like right after that, he was second at the Slovenian Time Trial Championship, fourth at the Tour of Slovenia. He won Lavenier after that um, by a big margin. He beat Simon Arensman, Gino Mater, Alexander Vlasov, uh, Clement Champoussin, uh, Zhao Almeida, and anyone the Giro del Regioni, um, after that, kind of like Lechnesund, um, <laughs> this past year, um, not with the, um, Tortal Avenue or anyways, but, uh, in any case, like, he just went off from there, and then, you know, <laughs> in your first year as a pro that you go podium, a grand tour, you win a shit ton of races, then you win the Tour de France in your second professional year. I mean, he he's going to be... We talk about Remco being the next Eddie Merck. And, I don't know, Tade Pogacar, he's going to win five Tour de France's, I would say. You can write this down. February 6, 2021, Tade Bogachar wins five Tour de France's. Um, so, yeah, I think he, it's just amazing. And, you know, hearing San Milan talk about him and how it's like he just has this 
amazing skill to recover the way he does. It's like he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger as these um, races go on. Um, and just the fact that I think he, he you know, it was in, incredible just to look at his results. And the lowest placing that he had all year was a 43rd on stage seven um, at the Tour de France. And that was the stage of the crosswinds where he lost a minute and a half. And like, you know, it's like the, the incredible consistency um, is just something to behold. Um, but I think this year he'll win the Tour de France again, I think. If not, he'll win the Vuelta. Um, so, yeah, it's just an amazing rider to, to watch. And, you know, it's one of those you, you just have to enjoy it just watching him um, because he's just an amazing rider. I can't say enough about him. Um, moving on, uh, because they have more than him in terms of you know, riders that can ride Grand Tours. I mean, Rui Costa, he's at the end of his career, but um, he can definitely help um, any any Grand Tour team. Rafa Mica, he's coming in to bolster that team as well, too, because they were definitely a little thin at the Tour de France. Um, who else is coming in? Uh, Matteo Trentin's coming in from uh, CCC. Um He'll be good in terms of, I mean, he'll do his own thing in the classics, but when it comes to the Tour de France, probably he'll just be a worker bee and be great on the flats to protect him um, as well, too. Um, Davide Formolo, I mean, he's not really a worker bee per se, um, but, you know, he's definitely going to be um, helpful if he's in a race with Pogacar um, as well, too. Joe Dombrowski. Valerio Conti, Jan Polanche, David Dela Cruz. It's just like on and on and on and on and on and on um, that you can go on about these guys. So they should have fun there. Um, something that's not talked about as much, but it'll be definitely fun to watch them this year, um, should be the classics. I mean, they have Kristoff, who they've had for a while. Trenton um, is coming in uh, with the team. And now Mark Hershey. The million dollar boy um, who's coached, I forget if it's his coach or his agent, uh, Fabian Consolara, the mini Spartacus, as I am calling him in my house. Uh, mini Spartacus, um, there he'll be in the um, classics team. You have Ryan Gibbons coming over as well, too, from NTT. Um, so he should help that classics team um, out as well too. Um, so Oliviero Troya, um, not he's just kind of a worker bee, but he's good with the classics if he can get a full schedule in um, as well too. So I don't know, man. They just got they have a bunch of guys, and then like Gaviria, who you kind of think about because he's had COVID about. 15 times, I feel like, at this point. Um, so hopefully he can be back to health because um, he'll be, you know, another one that if he's back to full health, I mean, it's been a couple years, I feel like, since we, because, man, when he was on Quick Step, it was like Gaviria, Gaviria, Gaviria. Um, but in any case, uh, with that. So 
I mean, it's kind of hard to under it's it's not hard to understate how great they are. Uh, I mean, it's just hard to talk about everybody that's on there because like I haven't even talked about Brandon McNulty in terms of uh, a future GC talent. I mean, he kind of slipped away at the Giro, um, but finished 15th, and he's only 22. He was only 22. He's going to be 23 this year. Like, uh, holy shit. <laughs> uh, pretty amazing. Um, so I think the one thing he can work on is consistency. He's, he, he's DNF'd or um, he's pulled out of a number of races, um, in the last couple of years, so just working on that consistent finishing um, is always good for him. Uh, but excited to see what he can do um, there as well too. Plus, they got a bunch of another. They have the Oliveira twins. They'll be focused on the track for the Olympics, um, you know. But they have them, um, Mikkel Bjerg, of course, the freaking. He can ride a time trial so well and is just a freaking monster um, on a time trial bike. Um, so hopefully he can translate that into some road wins, but he'll be a great um, rider for the team. Then one of the youngest riders that will be in the World Tour, Juan Ayuso uh, from Spain, Uh he signed with the team, or at least in agreement with the team, back in 2019 as a first year, um, a first year junior. Um, he signed an agreement with the team. So, um, <laughs> I mean, to, to say the least, they are they are big on this guy. Um, he was a friend, uh, the Spanish um, champion for two years in a row uh, in the road race. He won a time trial last year, um, the Spanish time trial, that is, um, including last year, I think he won 15 races. So he won the Trofeo Victor Cabedo, and he won all four stages. He won the Circuito del Guadiana Juniors. He, won, he was second in the Vuelta a Bessea after winning the first three stages. He lost this race overall after a breakaway went away um, at the, on the final stage. So, I know, poor him. Um, he was fifth in the time trial and seventh in the road race at the Europeans. Then he won the Gipuzkoa uh, Clasica. Um, the Spanish time trial and road race. The, he won every stage of the Vuelta a Talavera in the overall, and then he won every stage of the Vuelta a la Subetica in three stages along with that, like, and then the overall in that race as well, too. So, I mean, it's like, holy God, like, um, talking about, uh, you know, how, how high the ceiling is with somebody. So he's joining the team halfway through the year, it seems like. There was a few things that kind of were up in the air with that because um, they they have an agreement with Colpac, uh, the Italian team, um, that, you know, kind of like a training, um, that'll be like their training team uh, sort of thing. So they might get a couple of Italian guys. I know um, they had a couple, Alessandro Covey, um, who's on the team now? He came from Colpac um, in 2019, um, and I haven't even mentioned him, but he was 
Um, he had some good results last year, like a ninth at Brabant's Pill for a Neopro, like pretty effing good. Uh, but in any case, Cole Pack is their training team, and he'll be spending the first half of the year with them and then coming over um, to the team after that um, for the second half of the year. So, I mean, UAE is definitely, if they're not the new Ineos, they're the new UAE. I mean, they're just, the amount of money and, but it's not just money. They have science behind it and it's, um, they're doing everything so well, um, that it's not just one of these teams um, like if you compare them to Bahrain, it's like night and day. Like Bahrain might have money too, but I mean, UAE is just—it's on another level. I feel like um, so uh, should have a great year. UAE, Team Emirates, Garfield, Abu Dhabi.